Making trading mistakes are very similar to having an addiction. In today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're going to talk about the steps that you can take to finally eliminate these trading mistakes, not just in the short term, but I'm talking long term where you're never even tempted to make them again. Check it out. The problem that I always have, and this is my thing with kind of philosophy in the market, is if I'm stopped out on a trade, I, I, am, I am okay being stopped out. You guys may not believe this. You may, this may come to a shock to you. But I need to admit something to you. I've been stopped out of a trade before. <sighs> I feel good to get that off my shoulders. I have been stopped out of a trade before. This is where the whole room is supposed to stand up. I have been stopped out of a trade before. I have been stopped out of a trade before. And we all start chanting, I have been stopped out of a trade before. Right? If this were like, <laughs> this were like, I'm trying to think of not a, not an AA meeting, but like something of that sort where everyone just starts getting brave courage. You know, you, you make that look with your face like, I have been stopped out of a trade. I have been stopped out of a trade. And then we like hug and, and get all emotional, right? So I've been stopped out of a trade before. Hi, my name is Greg. I have also been stopped out of a trade before. You're, you're brave, Greg. That took courage. You know what we should do? Not to get too off topic. I don't know if this is, I hope it's not offensive at all. Um, I've never been in AA or I don't know of, well, I do, well, I do know of my pastor's been in AA. But like, this, I, this would actually be a good idea, but not to make fun of it. Like, you know how they have, like, um, you get your different chips and whatnot. You may not know. You, you get you get chips or tokens or whatever it may be to celebrate, um, you know, like being sober for blank amount of times. I, I don't know what the time limits are, but you get, like, a, a chip. I, I actually think that would be a really cool idea in trading to, but it'd be hard. I mean, I guess, I guess it's, it's self-police no matter what. But to have, like, a, a reward system for good trades or lack of trading mistakes. I guess you can do them for both. Um, like a, like a award system for a streak of good trades. And good trades aren't wins or losses, obviously. They're, they're trades where you execute the plan. Or, you know, days without making a trading mistake. Like, I don't know if that would cross the line of, like, making fun of it because, you know, obviously, you know, alcoholism and, and, and drug addiction is a, a serious thing. And it's not... Trading is serious, don't get me wrong, but not of the same level from a health perspective. Um... But the addiction to making trading mistakes is very similar to being addicted to some type of substance. Again, there's, there's not the, the, the health and the maybe there's not the health kind of deal that comes with it, but there's a monetary perspective that comes with it as well. So I, I actually always think that would be a good idea to like encourage people to make less trading mistakes and, and having accountability partners and saying like, hey, guys, I've made it. I've made it three months without making a mistake because what you find is that the longer you can go with making a mistake, the, the less the temptation is to make that mistake. And then you start seeing what the other side of it looks like. So I was listening to this um, interview by Tom Holland, Spider-Man, right? And he was talking about, I guess he found out he was addicted to alcohol. I don't know I don't know if you guys have heard that, right? But he he was um he had a really rough December. A really rough December of, of partying whatever like that. 
and he just decided to take a, a break, right? Dry January to take a, a month break just, you know, because. And what he, and he never thought he was addicted or anything like that, but he found himself in January, like wanting to drink, like starting to feel like tempted and bad about not drinking. And he started thinking to himself like, man, like I shouldn't be feeling this way. This is how an addict feels. So he started doing like, okay, I'm going to do two months to prove to myself that I'm not addicted. Like, you know, I have these urges, but I'm not addicted because like, if I was addicted, I, I would need to have one now and I'm not addicted. So he did two months and he, and he started feeling more of these feelings. Like he didn't want to go out. He didn't go out to eat. He didn't go out to bars. Cause like he felt like whenever he was in a situation around alcohol, he felt like he had to drink it. And, and those are like signs of addiction. So he started thinking to himself again. He's like, man, like he started having this realization, like, man, like maybe I, maybe I am addicted. So he said, no, I'm not addicted. I'm, I'm going to prove myself I can do this. And I think he went all the way to his birthday, which was um, June. So I think it's six months. He said, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going I'm to go six months. I'll have a little drink on my birthday. But if I can make it six months, I'm going to prove to myself that I am not an alcoholic. I am not addicted. Like I can overcome this. And he said that in those, and I don't know if he drinks now, when, if he's completely dry, if he has it casually, I don't know the situation. But he said that when he made it to those six months, whatever like that, or on the journey to the six months, he started feeling so much better. So much more clarity in his mind. He was healthier. He wasn't as agitated. He said things that would happen on set that would usually like cause him to flip out and go nuts cause him to go Tom Cruise on people, right? Would no longer bother him. And he just felt better. And the insertion of that better feeling outweighed the pleasurable feelings, I guess you can say, that came with the alcohol. And it made it easier for him to deal with it because now he's like, wait a minute, this or not doing this brings me more pleasure of doing this. Where before, all we could think about is the pleasure of the alcohol, right? But the, the trading mistakes are the same way because, you know, we spoke about most mistakes are, are, are from greed or fear, right? But at the end of the day, whatever, whatever mistake we make is, is based off of pleasure, right? If you're taking targets early, you're pleasuring yourself. That's phrasing, Akil. Gosh, that was a bad way of putting it, phrasing. Um, if you're taking targets early, you're gaining pleasure, because you're, you're collecting profit. That makes you happy. <laughs> Gosh, I ruined it. Now, if I, if I turn this into a podcast, I got to put explicit on there, kids. Come earmuffs, right? <laughs> or I'll, I'll do the clickbait thing. Um, pleasuring yourself while trading and just, uh, I, I'll probably get canceled. Um, or, I'll, you know, again, we talked about the OnlyFans channel earlier. Maybe it'll open up a new revenue building opportunity for me. Um, and I, we, we can finally do that naked trading course that uh, that Jason and I kept talking about for all those years. Um, <laughs> anyway, right? So you, you gain pleasure from taking those profits early, right? It makes you feel good. Even even stuff, even, even fear-based mistakes like moving stops back. We move stops back because we're afraid. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to avoid the pain of being stopped out. So by giving ourselves that extra five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it may be until, we, until we're actually ultimately stopped out, it brings us pleasure because we've been able to kick the can on something. We get pleasure by avoiding pain, right? So we're doing all this stuff. We're making all these mistakes because it, it gives us pleasure. It gives us pleasure. It gives us pleasure. 
we're drinking all this alcohol because it gives us pleasure. It gives us pleasure. It gives us pleasure. But what we realize is, and this happened with me. So when I, when I decided to quit my trading mistakes, and this was a realization I had as well, where it's like, oh man, this stuff is actually bothering me. Cause I didn't, I didn't think it, I didn't mistakes. These things aren't killing me. I'm just making money. Right. When I decided to wean myself off of trading mistakes, and you guys know my story, I, I did it one mistake at a time where if I was making 20 mistakes a month, I said, hey, January, my goal was 19. And whatever I had in January, my next goal was one less than the previous month. And I got to a point where, you know, the, the outcome wasn't important to me anymore. It was all about the process. And my realization came when I got my broker account and there weren't parentheses around my, my bottom line. And I was like, well, what happened to the little parentheses, right? That means I'm losing money. I think you made a mistake. And I literally sent an email to my broker saying, hey, I think you sent it to the wrong person because I don't make profit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, and they're like, no, Mr. Stokes, this is yours. Account number blank, 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 right? And what hit me there was I started to notice that the pleasure of following my rules, the reward that I give myself. One, I had the belief. I now had the belief that, hey, if I follow my rules, I'm going to make more money than ever. I'm going to continue to make the money that I'm supposed to be making, but I'm not going to give back as much as I, as I was before or sabotage my wins. And the pleasure that came with that started outweighing the previous pleasure that would come with the early target taking, the moving stops back, the entering too early, the chasing trades too late. And it's just like any bad habit. You, you can't just quit a bad habit, right? It, it, it leaves a void. And as long as that void is there, that void is going to be weakness. And if there's a crack in that void, well, it's easier to crack and then everything caves in. So you, you need to replace it, right? It's like taking a brick out of a wall, right? You take a brick out of the middle of a wall, it's going to be weaker. You need to replace, you need to take that brick out and replace it with something else. So what I did was I replaced what gave me pleasure. Pleasure was no longer had from wins. At the same time, pain was no longer had from losses. Pleasure came from taking good trades. Pleasure came from telling myself that, hey, win, lose, or draw, I didn't break a rule because that's now what I was grading myself on. So for you guys that are dealing with psychological issues, it's very similar to the, 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 the alcoholism thing. We need to replace it. Just put it, put it back in the kitchen, buddy. Thanks. We need to replace it with something. And then once we realize the thing that we replace it with gives us much more pleasure than the thing that we were initially doing, or originally doing, we never look back. We never look back. So go pleasure yourself, guys. Akil says it's okay. <laughs> Jeez. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey, if you're looking for some good content on trading psychology, I recommend a few books. I got a lot of them out there, but a few ones that come to mind are The Discipline Trader by Mark Douglas. Same with Trading in the Zone. Those are two classics. Also, check out The Daily Trading Coach by Brett Steenbarger and Market Mind Games by Denise Scholl. Again, there's lots of great books out there, but those are four that you can add to your list if you want to get better and start learning more about trading psychology.